Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Hey, that uh, that one hurts. That one sucks. The Raptors lose one eleven to ninety nine to the Orlando Magic. So that's a two zero to three that they lost to Orlando. The by record, I believe, fifth worst team in the NBA. They play better than that. I will say though, um, I was pretty impressed with the Magic. They have their identity currently. They're healthier than when the Raptors first played them, but the Raptors still shouldn't be losing to them. OG Ananobi also missed this game, which is of note. But again, the Raptors should not be losing these games. Uh, they've lost two in a row to the Orlando Magic now. That's tough, man. Uh, this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And shout out to them because you only pay with Goldfinger if you win. And you can reach them at 416-730-1777. So yeah, 111 to 99 uh, the Raptors grinded in this game. The shot making was maybe the worst it's been all season, even with Pascal on the floor. And they were able to supplement some of that with getting the free throw line, some bonus stuff like that. But man, for a team that, geez, they went 33 of 38 from the free throw line. That's incredible. If they could do that every game, man, they'd be they'd be tremendous. However. They went 6 of 25 from 3 in this game, which brings them to, I believe, 65 for 222 across the last seven games they've played for a whopping 29.2% from downtown. They're completely bereft of shot making outside of Pascal Siakam for a large portion of the season. Even Pascal ended up like 19 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, superstar, he didn't have it in this game. This was a bad Pascal game. The uh, the Orlando Magic defense that they played on him, typically sending a smaller guy on him and then sitting in gaps, pressured the dribble to try and make him turn downhill. Then you jump him, that kind of stuff. And that's a lot easier when the team around him does not shoot the ball well from three. Gary Trent Jr., though, three of eight from downtown, um, 24 points, 18 shots, got to the line for six free throws. I mean... He's been great. If you want to read about how he's been doing this, you can go to raptorsrepublic.com. I wrote a piece about it a few days ago um, detailing why he's been good. Of course, I'll talk about his performance more so or more on that later. But Scotty plays 41. Gary plays almost 44 minutes. That's OG almost played 44 last night. Fred plays 42. Man, to lose these games, and handily, by the way, the, not man and play these minutes against this team that's tough and girdering all of this stuff is that the raptors they can't shoot at all um shooting is important in the nba 
as it turns out. And the Raptors just have none, none of it. How, how do you survive this league when teams will continue to create more and more hostile defensive environments and defensive schemes for you based on your inability to shoot if you can't counter punch by at least making the open ones that come your way? And that's the biggest problem is that the open ones don't go in. The Raptors are now the process is getting worse and worse because they're getting less and less friendly outcomes. But man, how, how, how do you navigate that when you can't shoot? And then you have a team that on the other side has Bull Bull, Bancaro, uh, the Wagners, Fultz, Mo Bamba, just an incredible amount of length that is gang ganging up on the inside. How do you navigate that without being able to shoot over the top? The answer in this one, after 99 points with a third of them coming at the free throw line. Truly, the Raptors got a tremendous whistle in this game. And they they just couldn't score. And they couldn't shoot over top. That's a problem. God, is that ever a problem, dude. I thought that Scotty started... Well, let's talk... Yeah, let's talk about Scotty. I thought that Scotty started out the game pretty well. Uh, didn't pick up his dribble when he was attacking in the paint. Tried to make stuff happen. But most of his points came towards the end of the game. And between the second and third quarters, he didn't make a shot. And he was what was originally pretty pretty good defense to start the game out relative to expectations for Scotty turned into a, a layup line on him. Uh, missed rotations to uh, rotations that he took that he shouldn't have, where everybody keeps looking around with their arms up and saying, like, why is this happening? And the answer a lot of time is that the Raptors aren't playing connected on defense uh, on those breakdowns. Overall, the defense in this game was, I mean, I think you got to say it was fine. Um, the Raptors, they played heavier in the gaps in this game. They were more aggressive when they were rotating. It wasn't that milk toast stuff from last game. But what, what did happen, though, is that they rotated hard. They lost some of their connectivity on the the second and third rotation sometimes and the the magic just kept passing the ball around and while yes there were some turnovers i mean fred himself yeah four steals i think he had four steals in the first half um but the raptors eventually the uh the magic adjusted to that got better at choosing their passes and not getting rushed into stuff and kept the ball moving and doing their thing you know 35 points in the third quarter 29 in the first like that 18 port that 18 point first quarter those halcyon days bro the raptors yeah 29 points second quarter for the magic 35 third quarter 29 fourth quarter <sighs> this team man when you can't score the ball there's going to be runouts when there's runouts you have cross matches that are unfriendly when there's cross matches that are unfriendly you lose something at the point of attack. When you lose something at the point of attack, you play more catch-up than usual. When you're always playing catch-up, you have to be connected well. And when you're not connected well, you give up wide-open shots. And the Raptors gave up wide-open shots to the Magic. And that's why the Magic shot 45% um, from three and outscored the Raptors by 24 points from behind the line. That's why this stuff happens. Oh, my days. <laughs> so if the Raptors shooters can in fact shoot, i.e. OG, um, Fred Van Vliet, guys like that, if they can shoot, we get to see how a lot of the rest of the 
gameplay plays off of that. You know, the other team has to take the ball out of their own basket more often. Raptors get more set defenses on the defensive end. They were the seventh-ranked defense coming into this, despite having bad performances and stuff like that. And, and you know, especially against the Magic just recently. There's a lot going on in the league, and a lot of teams are in the same strange middle ground that the Raptors are. But the Raptors have Pascal Siakam playing the way that he typically plays, and they can't get over that hump. And granted, a lot of teams are not over that hump, but the Raptors should be. Uh, the team should be extremely disappointed with these performances, these outcomes. Um, and the fan base should be as well. Now, th- there's there's tools on this team to come out of this. There's talent on this team to come out of this. There has to be a bit more dedication to the defensive end of the floor, and stuff has to work itself out offensively. But, man, two in a row to the Magic is tough. And credit to the Magic because they made a really good adjustment with the Raptors blitzing Franz Wagner. They stopped playing Mo Wagner as much. They brought out Mo Bamba, who, when the Raptors blitz and Franz makes the pop pass over top, Mo was a guy, I think he went, what? Yeah, like two of two from downtown, six of six from the field. When he got to the rim, it was effective. Some finishes through contact. And they gen- generally had a very nice response to what the Raptors were doing defensively. And the Raptors, on the other side of things, uh, kind of one note, things unraveled after a very strong start on that end. And it was like, okay, the Raptors are doing what they typically do, which is, you know, play good defense to keep themselves in it during their droughts. And then once the droughts finish up for the game, they can kind of take off on these teams. That, that was that was the recipe for a lot of wins last season. In this game, though, uh, the drought never ended. Even when they scored, what was it, 36 points in the third quarter? I believe 17 of them came from the free throw line. Uh, they they weren't running away with it because the defense still wasn't there at that point. It's just tough, man. This is bad basketball. Like, uh, you know, this is an entertainment conglomerate. They are meant to entertain. Uh, not any one player specifically. That would be incredibly cynical. But uh, the teams are supposed to play an entertaining style of basketball. And we did not get this in this one. Uh I think it was the Orlando broadcast that were like, yeah, this certainly isn't a masterpiece tonight. And that's absolutely correct. It was not anything of the sort. But man, yeah, like Cole Anthony getting downhill way too often. He's not, Cole Anthony had a great start to this season. I believe it was last year, hitting a lot of uh, pull-up threes. And when he's playing really well, that's typically what's going for him against most teams in the NBA. He's he's reliant on that. Against the Raptors, though, this is just a guy getting downhill. And the Raptors being the team that allows that to him is not a good sign for the point of attack defense. In fact, I would hazard hazard to go so far to say it's a bad sign. 14 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. That's just completely untenable for this team. You cannot allow that to Cole Anthony. Um, Paolo, 2012-5. He's very impressive as a rookie. He's so physical. Uh, you know, the jumper was there enough to bail out some possessions, but this is a guy, like, he works really hard to get downhill. He does his thing to to make it work there. And, you know, he, he found his way there. And, and same with Franz. Franz is shooting, too, against, like, the Raptors. Having three triples, you know, a couple pull-up threes as well, some pull-up jumpers outside of that. 
just really nice that he was able to finish over top of the Raptors, gapping him and applying a lot of pressure, trying to make sure that they rotate hard so that like, hey, we want Franz to move off the ball when he's driving downhill. We can't let him knife through the defense anymore. And that was a good adjustment by the Raptors. But Franz, to his credit, because of how impressive a player he is, he did find a way around that. He found his counters and the team at large did too. And the Raptors ended up getting smoked, man. Oh, oh boy. Okay, Fred, uh, the point of attack defense, still a problem. Not a problem in that he's one of the worst defenders in the league at it or that he's even in the bottom 50%. Like He's in the top half of guard defenders on ball. He's way higher off ball right now. Like the, the digs, the rotations, that's where the steals come from. Uh, he's still very good at timing. That All that stuff up, the hands are still very good. But he's lost something at the point of attack. Does it come back this season? Who knows? Whatever. Whatever. But he's he's lost something as far as keeping guys in front of him. And that's tough for the Raptors to deal with. And then on the other side, I think Fred did a fairly good job of, with his limitations, trying to create, getting downhill, getting to the free throw line. And you can't blame a guy for not shooting the ball well. You just have to say, like, you didn't shoot the ball well. We have to hope that it works out for you because you've been a tremendous shooter over your time in the NBA. But when we look at Fred, he just he has to shoot better. It's it's what unlocks a lot of his game. It's what unlocks quite a few of the Raptors' pet plays. It's it's very important. And even though 20 points, four rebounds, seven assists, four steals is like a very tidy stat line, and Fred getting to the line for 12 attempts is a super big deal typically you can still see his game isn't fully there. And that's tough. And then lastly, Gary Trent Jr., who was awesome. Uh, we're talking about manipulation on ball, like these great decisions made after closeouts to get to, you know, eight or seven feet for push shots instead of, you know, him typically taking a lot of those 17 feet and out jumpers. Last year, we saw a stampede cut. A stampede cut, for those who don't know, is like when you start your drive, before the pass comes like you're running into the ball in motion and uh, it's a great way to catch a defense off kilter because they haven't made that rotation yet basically you're just getting a head start um Dwayne Wade was really great at these it's a really great way for guys without a jumper to find gaps and for a guy like Gary who teams really respect his jumper you can find yourself in a lot of space if you prepare cuts like that and he continues to do so some on ball chops as well just really impressive. The shooting has been there, and it's now coupled with um, the better decision-making as a mover and and a driver. Oh, man. But yeah, this team, Chris Boucher gave them hell as well. Ken Birch had a good early stretch. Um, overall, I think you have to be happy with this Ken Birch game as well. But the Raptors, man, uh, yeah, Coloco didn't look good tonight either. Um, this is a tough matchup for him. And especially when the Raptors, they needed... Like a lot of the best stuff they did defensively in this game was because of rotation and being active. And uh, Coloco isn't necessarily that guy. He's he helps out in other ways when he's playing good defensively. And the Raptors need him more offensively, which I'm sure Coloco would tell you himself that uh, he needs to improve upon. And and the Raptors know that, and he knows that, and everybody knows that. So it wasn't his game. But man, this team they just got bodied. One eleven to ninety nine. Reggie Evans Award. Honestly, let, let me give it to Fred. 
he worked really hard in this game. It's still such an imperfect representation of what he needs to do on the floor. Um, and he's still failing at a lot of things that he should not be failing at. But he uh, he did give him he gave him hell. So top quick reaction comment. Let's get to it from box and one quote. Nurse coached this one like crap. Opportunity to give Flynn, Doughton, deeper bench guys some run, but he refuses to play them. Let some young and hungry guys get some run, but no. Saw FEV on one possession dribble 16 seconds off the clock before sending a bailout pass to one of our bricklayers. The few times we tried to move the ball a bit, we made some open looks. FEV trying to gnash a bunch of possessions is killing us. He's not Steve Nash. It's remarkable how poor a shooting team this is as well. Losing twice to the worst team in the league is definitely hitting the bottom. So a quick note is that Jeff Doughton is with the 905, so he wasn't available in this game. Another note is that while I understand why people want Nurse to try more, and I think he should have in this game, Malachi Flynn also has to be better in his minutes to justify somebody like saying, telling him to get up off the bench and check in. Um, but I think it's absolutely correct in this case. In in a lot, I don't like just saying like, oh, Malachi needs to play because Malachi needs to play, but Nurse is playing these guys a lot of minutes in games. They're not going to win. And he has said before that guys approach him and ask for more minutes to try, try and get back into the groove to get out of slumps. But I don't know. Uh, these aren't conversations I'm privy to. These aren't conversations anyone is privy to, really. And the Raptors are a team that currently looks like they're running their guys into the ground and has been the case for some time. Uh, how do you get around that? You play other guys' minutes. Granted, they have a lot of injuries. A lot of their depth has been sapped away. Even the guys who are healthy have been playing so much to make up for other guys who have now returned to the lineup being unhealthy. There was a sickness. There's been injuries. There's been everything. And the Raptors, uh, even though they weathered the storm, I think pretty well, especially with Siakam out, uh, just not being able to hit any threes has exacerbated everything. And they look like a bad team. I don't think they are a bad team, but they certainly look like one. Uh, boxing one. Thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for listening in. If you watch this on YouTube, uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Go over to raptorsrepublic.com, subscribe to the website if you're listening on the podcast channel. Just keep tuning in. Thanks for letting me talk to you after every game. And uh, yeah, whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day. and. Goodbye.